the PCAM podcast, recorded at Wave Studios, a sound design and mixing facility with a worldwide reputation for audio excellence. Hi there, welcome back. This is the second podcast for the PCAM podcast series. Uh, my name's Blair, with me is Tony, Augusta, Chris and Sally. If you want to find out more about them, you can listen to our first podcast or you can check out their biographies on the website, the PCAM website. So today we're going to talk about demos, demo fees and why you shouldn't do them for free. Um, who would like to lead the conversation on demos? I'm happy to step in here. It's something I feel very, very strongly about. Great. Um, I am a very, very fierce supporter of demo fees. Um, and I believe that um, to work for free is a, a catastrophic career move, um, which also has a wider ripple effect um, the in- across the industry and um, affects the perception of the value of music. Um Just on a personal level as a composer entering the industry, I think that um, there can be pressure from clients, from agencies, who will say, oh, we don't have a music budget, can you do something for us for free? Just this once, we'll, you know, you'll you'll, you'll get more work from us, you'll somehow remunerate you in the future if you do it just this once. Um, and I would strongly urge anyone who's being told these things to take a step back and a deep breath. It may surprise you to know that advertising agencies are not charities. We do not need to work for them for free. They have music budgets and they can pay for music demos. And if they're telling you that they can't pay you, it means that they're paying someone else and they're not actually that bothered if what you give them is going to work or not. Cool. Uh, Chris, I think you might have something to add to that. Well, I've got a couple of things to, have, to, to add to that. Um, one of the things is that, as, as you guys here in this room know, I spend an awful lot of my time in Europe and elsewhere and different platforms shouting about composers' rights mm. and saying that you know composers deserve to be heard and deserve, deserve to earn a living. Composers in this context can be their own worst enemy. Because the truth is, if everybody said, no, I'm not going to do that, it wouldn't be a feature of our conversation. And so I think what's very important, and again, it comes back to the sort of corporate strength or the collective strength that that, that, that exists within an organisation of P- like PCAM, is that, you know, when people feel isolated, they feel compelled to sort of accept the terms that get offered to them and I think it's what's really important is is that there is a collective that can encourage you to be firmer and stronger than you might otherwise be and just say look you know I've got to eat too and food costs me just as much as it costs you and and so I think I think that's a that's a a really important thing and something else I would say is that I mean Augusta touched upon it that you know at the end of the day people value things at what they cost and the analogy I've often given is you know if I buy a t-shirt from Matalan for 50p and the cat throws up on it I'm not that bothered but if I buy a t-shirt from Dolce & Gabbana that cost me 75 quid I'm going to put it somewhere where the cat won't find it you're going to say you're going to put the cat down <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll put the cat down if it throws up on it but, 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 but the point is that you know if you're in a situation where there are a number of demos that have been commissioned and that some of them are free and yours is kind of expensive 
what's the one they're going to listen to first? Who are they going to listen to most carefully? People value things at what they cost, mm -hmm. you know? And at the end of the day, you know, as Augusta has said, <laughs> you, you, need, you need to be professional. And, and, and the definition of being professional is being paid. People who do it for free, there's a word for that, and that's amateurs. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. And I think we need to be sort of clear here as well that we're not saying that people who are maybe working on short films where nobody's getting paid and there's no sort of budget that, that you can't do that. Obviously, there is a, a way of sort of, you know, making contacts and getting stuff for your showreel. We're talking about jobs here which are in advertising where pe things are being advertised, that they're monetizing a product. And to then to ask you to work for free when the people who are hiring you are being paid to work and, you know, people who are buying that product for the client... It's really abusing yeah, the composer's position. I think what's important, sorry, i just come back for a second. I think that, you know, there is a rate for, 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 for a thing. You know, if somebody's working on a, on, a, on, a, on a documentary where, you know, there's a one hour of television to be made for a very small amount of money, mm. you know, you understand that that's the going rate for the medium that you're working in. If you're working in a student film, you understand that there is a kind of going rate, which is probably bugger all for, 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 for the medium that you're working in. But if I'm doing a, a pan, you know, a multinational thing for for a large global brand there is a there is a there is a there is a, a scale attached to that sort of work and and to pretend that there isn't is kind of grotesque really you know i mean if it's coca-cola or, or or volkswagen for goodness sake <laughs> you know i, I once asked a, a producer who was asking me to do a demo for free that if you'd uh, i'll happily do the demo for free if you'd donate that day's salary to a to a charity of my choice he just said i think you must be mad Mm. <laughs> but that, I think there's also something positive to be said about demos. I mean, we know that free demos undermines our industry and doesn't help the people who do them. But equally, you know, there's probably another angle about what people expect of demos, because the truth is that a demo is pretty much the difference very often between a demo and a final is somebody says yes. Mm -hmm. So the amount of work that goes into a demo, you know, back in the day when Tony and I were still young men, you know, demos very often were, were, were could be, you know, somebody on a piano saying, and then it will go a bit like this. Nowadays, right. demos are full up production. Yeah, yeah. True. they do come very close to the final product, don't they, sometimes? The yeah. other thing that I'd throw into this is that uh, in my experience, when you're working at demo stage, Increasingly, um, a creative team may be looking at a few different ideas. They often aren't really fixed on their creative direction at that stage. And if they've got people lined up willing to work for free, they aren't so, it's not so necessary for them to really brief properly. Um, for me, I think um, it's all about getting a great brief and about working through that brief and being intelligent in the way that you interpret it but if you're just being given an a4 sheet that's the sheet that gets hand out it handed out to all the people who are doing free demos chances are you're not going to get it what you actually really really need is investment from the agency and i mean that in terms of a demo fee but what goes hand in hand with that is some time and consideration because if they're not paying you they probably won't bother to meet with you they're not going to take half an hour out of their day to sit down and thrash through what it is they actually might want and what it is that's actually going to end up on air mm -hmm. so for me it's about frankly the higher the demo fee the more investment i'm going to get from that from from my client um, so i have no problem charging you know i think we're considered expensive and for me that works just fine
Mm. Yeah, no, that's very true. I mean, if a company gets 50 demos, you know, for some advert and no one's, you know, been paid properly, they might listen to about 10 of them, find something they quite like and end up going with that one. But if they've invested, you know, a certain amount of money into, you know, commissioning those demos, they're definitely going to listen to them. So why waste, you know, a day, potentially two days knocking up something which somebody might not even listen to because you don't know how many other people are pitching for that job? Sally. I like to call it the scattergun effect, right? Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, I've definitely been a part of, and I would completely agree with Augusta. If always, if possible, we will make an arrangement to meet the creative team face to face. Invariably, everyone gets a better result. Yes. Invariably, I'd say ninety percent success rate at, at that mm. level if mm. that happens. And uh, no one, yeah, no one's going to do that if you haven't. If you no. don't charge a fee, they just no. won't understand that uh, you're a professional. And I, <laughs> yeah, sorry, no, I would just say also, speaking as um, a, a, an MD of a music production company, um, you know, there can be a lot of pressure when you are getting composers. I have composers approaching me all the time and I have people saying, you know, I'll do free demos. Um, I don't work with people that come to me and say that they'll do free demos for me. I would say there's also yeah I mean I would say also there's that I mean and this is almost you know talking <laughs> not to our potential members or our actual members but to the people who commission us there is this strange thing you know Tony and I being the old timers here you know remember the days when you know when there was a when there was a job there would be two maybe three very often two people commissioned and when creative teams would come to your studio and spend the day or the afternoon listening to things i mean sometimes you didn't want them there but the interesting thing about that was that they were involved in the process and they felt responsible for shaping it and so when they went away they went away feeling that their contribution had been intrinsic to the way that the result had been and the result of that was that they they fought for it harder because they felt that it was theirs. Now you know, I mean, it's a it's a thing which we've faced with uh, with, uh, with with you know in the industry. I, I can't help feeling that that things have been valued by their carrier medium. In the old days, when it was a piece of vinyl and a lot of artwork, it was something very precious. Nowadays, it has no physical entity at all. It's a, it's a it's a it's a file on your in your inbox, and and sadly, I think that that's that's been you know very very detrimental. And it's ironic that actually one of what is can be one of the most enjoyable parts of the creative process is one that creatives never go to anymore. Um, you know, they'll sit very happily at the back of an edit suite for days on end, watching some guy do something that they don't really understand. You know, grading color or whatever it may be, but very seldom do they actually come and be part of the music process and they're probably temperamentally more inclined to do that actually it we've become and we're in danger of becoming an invisible part of the process and i think you know message i'd like to send out to agencies is that that's that's not good for them and it's not good for us and it's not good for that part of the process yeah yeah no i'd agree with that i have one one further thing also to add i guess with my um pcam chair hat on mm-hmm uh, which is a very attractive hat. It's, it's, it's a very nice it's a hat. Great hat. Thank, Thank you. It suits you. Yeah. It's taking up a lot of room in, in the booth, but we'll, we'll let that slide. Um, no, I would just say that the other um, grave danger of people working for free, whether it's, um, well, in a demo situation, um, is that when um, agencies do commission free demos, they are excluding people from the industry who cannot cannot afford to work for free. So um, for me, there are very, very serious um, uh, consequences of that. Um, 
to do with equal opportunities and making sure that this um, industry is open to all. So I would just throw that note of caution in as well. Yes, and even if it's, um, you know, just saying, oh, I'm just going to do it the one time, there are loads of composers out there, and if everyone just said, oh, I'm just going to do it the one time, there's always going to be a long line of people willing to do demos for free. So it's important to really stick, you know, stick to your guns on this, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a successful business model to do it. You know, it's it's not sustainable. And I think that there are so many young composers that, that come into this field who don't necessarily quite appreciate how it pans out and you you simply cannot sustain your business doing it once or twice it, there's no need for it and it, it's not going to work for you long term it's not a good look yeah, i would also say that you know there is this kind of mantra that's grown up and and i would question it that if choice is good then more choice is better um, and I think that this is something which is uh, which is it's a misapprehension. That the, the fact of the matter is that it's probably better to go with a quantifiable number of tracks that you've paid properly for and listened to properly than have a whole in tray full of 150 things that, frankly, after 15 minutes you've stopped hearing mm. at all. Yeah, that's again more aimed at. Uh, agencies perhaps in addition yeah. at us but. but also composers if, if they're pitching for a project it's probably better we were saying earlier to try and do one really high quality pitch which really meets, um, meets the brief rather than just kind of you know washing them with loads and loads of stuff that kind of might be in the general direction that would be the, the case yeah. as well wouldn't it so Augusta you have um, well you've written a letter which can a be a statement which can be sort of copy and pasted and adapted if people want yes. to um, reply to when people say we'd like you to do a free demo fee so do you want to read that out and also so should be said that we'll try and post a link to this um, with the podcast so people can find the letter and then adapt it for yes. themselves. So on, on you go. Okay. I am a committed advocate of demo fees. I believe in the principle that music has a value and it is only fair to be paid for professional services that require training, experience, equipment, facilities and an accountable investment of time. Not paying for demos excludes composers from the industry who cannot afford to work for nothing. Engaging services on this basis is out of step with good business ethics, basic principles of corporate social responsibility and the fair treatment of freelance workers. That's, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give that a little, a little round of applause. Very, very, very well written, very well written. Sometimes it's you're sort of so confounded and and dumbstruck when someone says oh can you do this for free it's hard to find the words to to reply and I have one other thing to add also that if your client really is griping about their budget and they're in terrible trouble and if you do feel particularly sympathetic that day so you know what you don't have to charge a whole lot you know if they if it's really extenuating circumstances and it's really difficult and you really don't feel you can charge the sort of fee that you would like and you wish to make an exception so then great go ahead offer it at, you know for for a very small fee but you need to say this is a principle and i think too morally this is very important because you need to establish the fact that people should pay something whether it be a penny doesn't matter as long as it's something it's a principle mm. in the old days when films used to appear you know delivered by a courier rather than actually as a as a, 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 a dot mov on you whatever yeah. you know I, I on more than one occasion somebody phone up and say oh i'm sending we're sending a film over but we've got no budget i say well what are you paying the courier 
<laughs> you know I mean imagine a courier company go well could you take this one across town you know we've got no budget but we'll make it up to you on the next one it's great take it yourself you know what I mean it's like well you know if it's if you're paying the courier and amazingly very often you know on a couple of occasions people went oh yeah well okay is, is, is 300 quid alright then I went right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to say it's amazing how many times that has happened to me the 300 quid thing yeah Whatever. you know three, four hundred. <laughs> oh, quid oh no we really don't yeah. have a budget how's 300 quid yeah, exactly. Which is uh, whenever, is, whenever I've questioned it, that's that's yeah, better, better, better than nothing. Better than that's a number that's come than, up it's regularly. Better than it's better, than it's nothing. better than squat. As if by magic. Right. Well, um, I think we're going to start wrapping up there. Does anyone have any final thoughts on it? I think that's quite a extensive mm-hmm. collection of opinions hopefully that really helps you as a listener if you're a composer um, or work for an agency and want to know why people shouldn't do uh, demos for free um, we'd like to say a big shout out to Wave who yeah. have um, allowed us to use one of their uh, recording studios to record these podcasts in so um, go and check out their website or maybe um, we were discussing earlier that you could maybe wave to Wave on Twitter <laughs> wave wave. so you might want to tweet to PCAM and to Wave and maybe do hashtag wave to wave which <laughs> I think is going to be a meme that we're really going to try and grow throughout this podcast and not, not forgetting the engineer Tom who yes, had to put up yes yes big um, yeah, yeah he's given a big wave big there's, wave there's loads of chocolates wave. Wave. yeah there's chocolates here I'm there are chocolates here it's a, it's a great place if you've got any recording um, you need to do so uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next PCAM podcast bye for now the PCAM podcast